I think just eliminating that age factor and realizing that I have the same opportunity as everyone, especially in the day and age that we're in with the digital uh, opportunities that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, looking at it that, uh, I really, you know, allowed myself to excel. Right. Welcome to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. I'm your host, Billy Garton Jr., a 21-year-old entrepreneur and professional athlete. On this podcast, we'll be interviewing some of the most successful world leaders in their space in both business and sport. People who've amassed success, wealth, abundance, and most importantly, happiness, often after fighting incredible adversity. The hope is that through this podcast, we're not just going to inspire you or motivate you, but rather through the tips and hints that my guests share, spur you into action. If you're young and motivated, join me on this journey as we ignite the passion through some of the world's most inspiring stories. You know, when you wake up every day knowing exactly what you're striving for, nothing can stop you. to 19-year-old entrepreneur and e-commerce expert, Sam Jacobs. Now, in the next hour, you are going to learn the four tips to building a powerful e-commerce Shopify website. You are also going to learn how one opportunity that Sam took changed his life forever. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As we attempt to make this a top 25 business podcast, everything that you can do to support us in that journey and help us reach that goal would mean the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for your continued support and let's dive into the episode. All right, we've got a 19-year-old e-commerce legend. He started at the age of 17, and in that time, he has generated over $1.8 million on his Shopify and e-commerce stores. And on top of that, his students have generated over $11 million. He's been endorsed by some unbelievable people such as Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone. He's been featured in some incredible, incredible magazines. Sam Jacobs, we're so excited to have you on. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me on. Looking forward for this amazing interview. Lovely. Well, Sam, the first thing I want to ask you is what gives you the right to do what you've done at such a young age? Because I know we were talking about this off air. You, you're definitely not in the 99%. You're in the 1%. And, and between the age of 18 to 25, you're probably in the top 0.01%. And so what gives you the right to do what you've done? Is it mindset? Is it mentors? Is it parental guidance? Give me a little insight into that. It's, it's actually crazy because my, my parents are like kind of different. They gave me a lot of freedom. Um, but overall, I, I, I really, I don't, I don't know. It's because I just never treated age as anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, you know, kind of say that to me that, dude, you're like way different than other people your age. And I'm like, yeah, I actually never really thought about it like that, you know, and if people really didn't tell me any of those type of stuff, then I probably wouldn't think about it. But um, I think just eliminating that age factor 
and realizing that I have the same opportunity as everyone, especially in the day and age that we're in with the digital uh, opportunities that we have. Mm. Uh, Looking at it that, uh, I really, you know, allowed myself to excel. Right. I think maybe that's surrounding yourself with obviously the people that you've been able to. Um, You took one of Ty Lopez's courses, is that correct? Yeah, that's yeah. one of you and know. So those obviously, I took that as well. I took the social media, the social media marketing course, taught me an incredible amount. But surrounding yourself with those people has, for me at least, been able to change my mindset. Because, again, like I was telling you off air, this is not the ninety nine percent. Like the people in high school, the people in college that you probably were surrounded with, and that I was surrounded with as well, they don't think this way and they don't act this way, and so. Would you say that getting involved in groups like that and courses like that and surrounding yourself with people of a similar mindset has heavily influenced? Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. I mean, especially, you know, if you're a young entrepreneur watching this, like young entrepreneurs today and really anyone, the amount of negativity and people that are trying to bring you down is insane. Insane. And, you know, the funniest thing, you know, as I was going through high school, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about in a bit, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, I was finishing school, you know, towards like six, seven o'clock. Uh, and literally like I slept through school, like <laughs> literally I slept through school and you can ask those who, um, you know, were with me in school. They never really saw me because I was working the entire night four or 5 AM. I'd go to sleep, wake up at seven. So yeah. I sleep. Through school. Um, but I mean, most of my friends, they didn't, you know, they thought I was wasting my time. They had no idea what kind of I was doing. So, you know, really just being around those people that do, uh, you know, motivate you and things like that helped me a lot. Uh, I found that through online communities, uh, Instagram helped me out a lot. Uh, you know, just connecting with others, Facebook groups, uh, you know, courses, um, you know, I've been able to, you know, go through many, many events. I've had multiple of them myself. So, you know, things like that really helped, you know, go a long way for sure. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I was saying, the common misconception I think nowadays is that, and I, I filmed a TikTok actually on this the other day, is that we're bred in a system that sort of teaches hard work, not smart work. And so right. was that ever a, a mental objection for you that like everybody's working hard at school, everybody's doing well at school? I'm not. And and mm-hmm. obviously the outside influence of maybe people telling you like you're deemed to be a failure, you're going to be a failure right. because you're not doing that. Was that ever yeah. in your head or were you always in the mindset that I'm doing my thing. That's a good question. I mean, I always have those fears randomly where, you know, let's say business is bad one day. I mean, it doesn't happen anymore because I'm ready. Like I'm generating enough where I don't have to work for the next like 10 years and I'll, you know, be chilling. But, um, like I, I used to have those random, you know, scares of, you know, Oh my God, like maybe I shouldn't keep doing this. Maybe I should go to college and, you know, get a regular job because it's more safe or whatever it is. And, um, you know, those are meaning on those days that business was bad, uh, because all those, all those, you know, little things going, were going into my head my mom, my parents, you know, people around me like, yo, you have to go to college. You have to get a regular job. I'm like, dude, I'm not living like most people because you look around yourself, like most people don't live the way they want to, right. They're in the, they're in the, the you know, absolute opposite of the comfort yeah. zone, right? They're yeah. constantly working uh, to make money so they can, what, pay their bills pay and their bills. get through a day and a day. Like, I'm like, look, I'd rather take that leap of faith and, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, make something out of myself more than just a regular life. Um, you know, and I'm willing to take that risk. So I constantly just, you know, kept the positive into my mind and took it from there. 
Yeah. No, I've seen that massively from from obviously you and from other people who've who've inspired me to to pursue this path is that you're often told and I had this with my parents, you have this I'm sure you had this with with people in your life as well that you should always have something to fall back on. But everybody that I've seen that's had something to fall back on has always ended up falling back on that thing, <laughs> you know? Right. And so it's almost setting yourself up for failure immediately because, and I read up a lot on mindset and psychology and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, by letting that thought enter your head that you could possibly fail at the thing you want to go at, right? you're already halfway there <laughs> to failing. 100%. You know? you know, the funniest thing, uh, one of the motivating factors uh, for me was actually the main one was I didn't want to go to college. Like I hated school so much. And that was like my biggest why yeah. funniest thing that after my parents were like, okay, you don't have to go to college. My business dropped because my why went away. Uh, but that's for another time. Uh, anyways. So that was one of my biggest things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't want to go to college and you know, the moment I ruled it out that I, I literally told my parents like what number do I have to be at? not to go to college. And they're like, we got to see something. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to college. There's no other option for me. Yeah. So for me, I just literally went straight forward. And then my grades started dropping. So it really gave me that like, look, this is it. This is it. You know, you're going, you're going. What Keep was the number they going. told you to hit? Dude, they didn't even tell me. They're like, we have to see something. Yeah. And they saw something. something. I love yeah. that. I absolutely love that. Was there never anything that made you think because Again, I'm trying to relate it to myself here, and I'm also trying to relate it to 99.9% .9 of people in America who are told to go to college. They want to go to college because, not even because of the education. It's I see it as almost for most people as a way to give themselves another four years to forget about their life after. Mm -hmm. um, was there ever the thought of like the partying, the drinking, the the college culture that you? that is commonly known to sort of be the best years of your life and everyone perceives everything after that to be right. like the worst. Did you ever mm -hmm. have that in mind? I mean, it didn't really happen in the beginning because I was so, so focused. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I really, I reversed it on like, okay, those who are just wasting their life. It just like, I, I took that out of, it. I'm like, that's not the way to go, you know? So it was kind of negative to me. Uh, but like, while while starting to make money, you know, like so much more started to come in my life. I started traveling more and things like that. And like it, it kind of at certain points overtook me because I was able to do like crazy things I never imagined. Yeah. So like the party life started like going up, but good thing I caught it right in, you know, where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, balance it out, you know, who, no, you can party, you know, you can party, <laughs> uh, but you got to do it right. So like, I'd, I, I can, you know, go out, um, you know, I was in LA and there's, there's tons of, you know, nights where I've been, I was chilling with friends. Who yeah. are those people? High level entrepreneurs, people that are, that I'm the lowest in the room. I always loved being, by the way, lowest in the room. Yeah. Um, you know, you've, you've seen that before. A lot of, you know, people say that and it's hundred percent true. So every time I'm like, okay, let me go to a party, but what type of party I'll be at a party where people are just wasting every single dollar they have or a party where you see, you know, that little group on the side networking, learning, like there's two types. Absolutely. It's okay. It, it's just finding the right in, in, in the wrong. Well, and um, you know, you know, when you're surrounding yourself with those people, whether you want to be there or not, you know, I have friends that sometimes even now I'm trying to cut those people out of my life, but you hang out with those people. And while you're in their company, you think, I'm not growing here. Like I'm right. all right. You want to have fun, but like there's people you can have fun with and still learn and grow and still feel like you're, you're doing something with your life. You right. Know? right. And so for you, I, mean, I want to, oh, oh, sorry, right. go on. Finish. Yeah. There's saying. like exactly what you're saying. You know, you'll, you'll know the feeling when, once you're talking with, you know, those people, it really comes down to like, 
you know, are you growing or are you going down? You know, yeah. there's, there's two ways. And look, you could have a good time in the right way. Keep that <laughs> in mind. You know, like some people, I hate it. I hate it where I, I like, I see this all over Instagram and it's cringe <laughs> uh, where I see like people, they're like, oh my God, you, as an entrepreneur, you got to work like 80, 90 hour work weeks. You can't breathe. You got to be working, working, <laughs> working. And I'm like, guys, like, like you're going to burn out. You know, you're going to burn out. Like there is ways to do everything. Absolutely. You sit down. Okay. And you write down like whatever your list of things to do. Okay. First of all, probably 70, 70% of those things, um, aren't income generating, you know, list items, like things that are not actually going to make you money. Yeah. Uh, another half of those can be done by, you know, someone you can pay on Upwork for $3 an hour, you know, you completely outsource. So, you know, the truth is you don't have to be going, you know, crazy with your work. Like you were saying, smart work over hard work any day. Um, you know, if, if I didn't use that principle, I would still, uh, you know, be doing like very low in income generating tasks. Um, you know, but you can do everything in the right way, you Absolutely. know, enjoy the journey. Enjoy Absolutely. It. No, I, uh, I've had to learn that definitely the hard way. I've called it learned, learned intelligence because I was one of those people putting in 90 hours, putting in a hundred hour weeks, not going to bed and thinking that that was going to get me where I needed to be. But like you said, you burn out, you lose all your energy. And so on the back end, you're actually doing less work because you're not as efficient with your hours and you're not as efficient with your time. 100%. I want to go back to something here when you were talking about your networking and, and people you surround yourself with. I've heard Ty say it. I've heard you say it. I believe in it heavily as well. The 30% rule of people above you, people on your level and people below you. Touch a little bit on that for the people who are listening. Yeah, for sure. So if you guys don't know the 30-30-30 rule, uh, I believe that I said uh a lot about it at my most recent event in LA, but, um, 30, 30, 30, we, we I try to keep this, um, you know, sometimes I change up the numbers really depends what, you know, part of life I'm in. Um, but 30% of the people you should be around with are people that are lower than you. 30% of the people should be at your level. And then 30% of the people should be higher. Uh, the reason why, you know, you should always network with people lower at level and higher is because you know, you always want to have the mindset of, 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 of everyone, right? Think about it like this. If Elon Musk only, uh, or let's say Jeff Bezos, if Jeff Bezos only networked with people that are billionaires, right? He wouldn't think like a consumer anymore. Absolutely. Right. And therefore he wouldn't be able to, you know, build the business he has right now. Right. Cause he, he wouldn't just know what the thinking, daily user wants. Yeah, dude. He, like he would have Amazon and Amazon would just sell jets and like $10,000 <laughs> items, you know? Exactly. So he's really thinking direct to the consumer. Right. Um, and, and he's definitely, you know, thinking like, um, the regular person out there. So always try to, you know, network with people that are above you because you're naturally going to become like that. Always network with people under you because, you know, it, you're always going to keep in check and then at your level will kind of keep you motivated. Yeah. I absolutely believe that. And I see the, the people below you. I see <laughs> this is how I look at it. And it can sometimes sound funny. I don't want it to come across as cocky in any way, shape or form. But the people below you build your confidence. The people mm -hmm. above you keep you humble. And the people on your level, you grow together. And that's the way wow. I look at it. Wow. Yeah, I agree on that. So where's uh, the 10% then? Where, what's the 10%? The 10% is just people that are stupid. <laughs> you know, the 10% is those people that, you know, they say to cut out of your life, um, yeah. but sometimes you can't like your family, um, you know, sometimes they're, they're on any level. They're yeah. just, you know, just your family. Yeah. Yeah. They're just your family. And you just, you, you got to stick to that. Obviously 
don't try to like, I see a lot of them try to talk. A lot of people try to motivate those people. Oh, like, like, what are you doing with your life, man? Like, come on. Like, like, don't do that because what's going to happen is it's going to lead to jealousy on their, their end of things. And they're going to try to bring you down. So keep it to a family related things, you know, fun things. Uh, don't bring business into those worlds. You know, just, some people just don't have it in them and they never will so don't try to bring into them that's such a cool insight and it's actually funny that you said that because my last guest Pascal Corker said the exact same thing he said for years and years he was trying to convince the people that didn't have the same mindset as them as him mm -hmm. sorry that if they changed their ways that they could be like him and that they could achieve what he's achieved but what he learned is you can't convince people who don't want to be convinced they're set in their ways and that's just the way they're going to be and all it causes is this tension and so, and so for you, <laughs> I think this could lead a little bit into what I want to touch on, which is the people that you surround yourself with. Um, we talked about networking, but also the people closest to you. Um, I'm sure you've had people close to you that you've had to cut out of your life that have been hard or maybe not cut out of your life, but you just put them from whatever the th one of the 30% categories down to the 10% categories. Right. How did right. you go about doing that? Especially about, well, sorry, with people who are sort of close to you. And at the time, maybe you thought, this is going to be difficult to do or I can't do it. Right. I, I would say, you know, and, and I'm sure there's people that are listening to this and they're like, yeah, I have someone that I want to cut out my life, but just way too hard. He's my best friend. He's yeah. like, he's like a brother to me. Like, how do I do that? I'm not going to do that. You know, cause I, I don't, I don't really believe in that. If I cut out of him, I'll make more money. Truth is like this. Okay. The more you grow, the di more different you'll be, the less <laughs> friends you'll have. Okay. So the key is just focus on yourself a little bit, focus on yourself. Okay. You know, next time that person calls, shoot him with, Hey, I'm working right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I call you back in a bit? Okay. And, and what's going to happen is that they're going to just fall out their self slowly, slowly. And that's, what's going to happen. The, the more, the higher level you get, it just, it won't, it won't click with those people anymore. You'll be in a different tier. And at that point, it'll be your decision to cut him out of your life because he won't be in your life anymore because just, he won't be the person you want to be around anymore. Absolutely. Take it slow. Doesn't mean that you have to call him up right now and say, Hey, uh, so I'm, I'm starting this entrepreneur thing. And, uh, my mentor is telling me that I got to cut out, you know, the people that are draining me down. So dude, lose my number. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, you don't have to be no, a dick about it. Do you? take take a step back a little bit take it slow and just know this as you grow you'll see more and more people drop out and you'll see less and less people become like this to you one-on-one -on -one where you're kind of like you're you're you know more close with but they inspire you more than ever absolutely and on the opposite end of that you'll start to attract more people that are like-minded similar to you that want to grow mm -hmm. together and if I had to attribute anything to my early success, and I'm sure you can maybe say the same, say the same is that as soon as you start to, and this goes to putting out content as well, as soon as people start seeing what you're doing and you start naturally giving off that energy of like, I'm grinding here, I'm hustling, this is the life I want to create, people naturally start coming to you and right. that group that you surround yourself with, you grow 10 times quicker. Right. It'll be completely different at the end of the day absolutely different. absolutely so talk talk to me about your your growth because you were saying before you obviously as you started earning money you started getting brought into these events you started building your personal brand there's people who make money over here right but often they can't tie this personal brand to it they can't get attracted to these events and so they just stick to the money piece but nothing else comes how did you tie this piece into 
getting in touch with people like Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, getting speaking events, creating breakthrough like you did. Talk about that. So my personal brand literally started from day one. Uh, Like you were saying, uh, sometimes, you know, if you put people that are part of the lower 30%, it will bring you confidence. That's where I show, that's where it started coming to me because when I was posting on Instagram, even though I wasn't really getting results, you know, people that weren't doing anything at all, they're looking at me on Instagram seeing this kid grinding three, 4 a.m., you know, that gave me a kind of confidence boost that I needed. Um, so I've been starting, you know, I've been, I had my personal brand from day one, yeah. um, you know, and and slowly, slowly I started build, building that network. Uh, just, you know, sometimes all you got to do is send a few DMs a day, um, you know, and that's what hey, it, I was doing. Amen. <laughs> amen to yeah. that, man. And and my, my man right here, you, you sent me a DM. Sent you, um, I sent you like three DMs. Dude, tons. I mean, it's crazy at this point. Like, I don't, I don't even answer most of my DMs. So, I mean, it's consistency. The power yeah. of consistency. I, I listened to the Casey Adams podcast, and I listened. I, I didn't listen to all of them, but the one I listened to that really stuck with me was the power of the DM. And mm-hmm. I never realized that you could get in touch with people like that from simply sending them a message. Crazy. And so I sent it to you. I've sent it to a lot of other people about the people that really inspire me. I don't just send it to randoms, but right. the people that I've actually followed and that that inspire me and. And the consistency of that approach has allowed me to obviously get in touch with people like you and, and other people. And so I really want to share with people that he's not bullshitting here. You send a DM, maybe they don't get back the first time. You send a video message, maybe they don't get back the second time. Maybe they don't even get back for a year. I don't mm-hmm. know whether that's what happened with you with Ty Lopez, but the consistent approach is what's going to work, is what's going to build your connections yeah, you, and, and, and the, the early stages. The next level is literally like getting in front of their face. And that's what I do with Ty. Uh, most people don't even yeah, know the story that. behind that. Ty Lopez, we actually met at one of his, his high-level masterminds. So, um, you know, I I was actually, I remember getting on the call with one of his team members. Um, you know, I don't even remember. It was like a few hour long event. I think it was maybe a thousand bucks, yeah. two thousand bucks, something like that. And uh, it was nearby. I ended up going to this event in the city. And then I see, you know, Ty in the back, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I got to run. Okay. Ty didn't start speaking yet. And then my buddy's like, yo, did you meet Ty yet? And I'm like, no, nah, I got to run. He's like, dude, just go over to him. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? whatever. I go outside and, uh, he, you see his big buff bodyguard by the bathroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, okay, Ty's in there. So I was waiting at the side and then Ty comes out and I'm like, yo, Ty, what's up? I just want to introduce myself. I want to you know, say thank you so much for, you know, everything. Uh, because obviously you don't want to overlook anything you know from anyone even though like i put a lot of work in myself i attribute every single person that helped me to get to the top yeah. so literally told him about my story and he just he just pulled out every single gadget out there he started pulling out his phone his instagram snapchat his whole media team approached me started interviewing me bro it was nuts um but yeah hey, it's the chances just, uh, you take right the chances you take on a whim that people say that you get lucky but you meet your own luck and i think you've really done that there yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to create your own opportunities for sure. And then I literally just went over to him and, and then from there, he's like, Hey, take my person, my, uh, assistant's number, uh, got in touch with him. He invited me down to his $26 million mansion, which is up for rent now. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, since then I, um, is, I think number one, number two, top coach in his e-commerce program, uh, thousands and thousands of people watch me on there. So, pretty pretty cool is that how um you but, started building your brand did he tag you in that when you got you when when you got yeah, your instagram is that how it started it was it was insane i think i got 
4,000 followers in 24 hours um, and a few hundred DMs. So oh, it was God. nuts. Uh, it was really, really nuts. I got like 40,000 profile visits. It was just crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just all because I just balls just go up to him and be like, yo, what up? You know, that's, you it, that's what it takes sometimes, you know, and, and uh, I couldn't get through him on DM. So I just went out straight to it. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to yeah. that. Because look, at if you wouldn't have taken that opportunity, everything else may or may not have come. But that seems like from what I'm hearing, that was the start of it all. So credit to you. Good stuff. No, Good that's stuff. unbelievable. Um, <laughs> your account got hacked. Oh, how have you... <laughs> so your account got hacked. I saw that. Yeah. How have you been able to rebuild? Has it come from speaking events again? The reason I'm asking, I'm heavily in the social media world. You're heavily in the social media world. Everybody listening, or at least most people listening, want to build their personal brand and they want to know how to do that. They want to know how to get verified, but they don't know the steps to take. Right. You obviously had, I think it was like 160K or something along those lines. Yeah. Your account got hacked. You've built it up already to 60 something K. Where's that come from? So uh, pretty much when I got hacked, it was nuts. I was just, I was taken back like i lost all my motivation i was just in a slump at that point it was yeah. crazy um but literally what we started doing uh is we went very heavy on ads um you know on instagram things yeah. like that personal uh, we, branding ads just to attract followers yeah and stuff like that also you know we blasted it out to our email list and a lot of those people already following us so yeah. like we, they came back in and i was very um, you know, before I got hacked, I was very known in the space. Uh, so everyone really, saw, a lot of people saw my name and especially on Ty's audience, you know? Um, so we did a few things, you know, we blasted it out all over. We brought back all our top content. Um, you know, we ran those as ads as well. I uh, did, you know, a few giveaways as well, uh, to bring social proof in. Um, but a lot of people already knew us from before. Uh, you know, so I kind of went, once I was started traveling already, people started tagging me. I was like, Oh, what happened to his account? You know, like, so it kind of brought back really, really quick. Um, because I like to look at social media is that if you're not creating attention, uh, then you're losing out. Like you need a, you need to really, really be the top dog. Uh, and you gotta be like, okay, if someone's not following me, are they missing out? And if you don't feel like they're missing out, then you're doing content wrong. Uh, that's just really how I do it. So I, I like being big, bold, different uh, than everyone else, and uh, you know, show people what what what's possible. That's why you know I it's it's kind of crazy if if you guys watch like content from um, you know my first event, I went off like I didn't even know how to speak, uh, and I laugh at that interview. Yeah. Uh, I've got hate for that interview, yeah. and I will love that also. Yeah. Um, so. It's uh, it's something that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna be freaking confident. I don't care. I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna be screaming on that stage, and that's what I did. Uh, you know that that event we sold out in just a few months. Uh, we had uh, over 300 people coming from all over the world. Wow, um, so I just do things that are that most people won't, and uh, you know, just just show people that age is just a number. To be honest. And in terms of the the brand that you took on, I mean, when you got up on stage, <laughs> I found this a little bit. I've done a few public speaking things. I have dreams and aspirations to to do things like you've done and, and these other young entrepreneurs and travel the world and do all these speaking things. Awesome. When you get on stage, you're nervous at first, I'm sure. I'm nervous, obviously. Everyone, If you're not nervous, you don't care enough, I think. Yeah. But once you start talking about what you're passionate about and you genuinely believe in it, that passion, I'm sure, shines through. 
Talk a little so. bit about that. So it's actually funny. Uh, so I've ran two huge events in the past. Yeah. Uh, both of them, two to three hundred people. Um, you know, ticket pricing, a few hundred dollars, yeah. uh, up to fifteen hundred dollars. So it wasn't cheap, right? If we would have done it free, we could have a few thousand people. But obviously, I went to the people that are really serious about you know making things happen. Since then. Uh, at least, at least five millionaires came out of those those uh, right. events. Like uh, people have been DMing me like randomly, like yo, like you know, like I I came to this event, I was worth nothing, and dude, I just hit my first ten thousand dollar day, like crazy, crazy things. So um, in terms of you know my passion coming out, I really put all my energy into these things, and yeah. literally thirty minutes. Uh, before it, me actually go up that stage, I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot my, I don't even have a speech, right? So I'm literally just jotting down things, and I'm like, you know what? I don't really need this. I got up on stage and I just let it go, you know, just let it go, and uh, you know, it's crazy. I didn't even sleep that night, by the way, zero <laughs> sleep. Uh, I end up going into the bathroom right after my speech, and I fell asleep on the toilet. Holy shit! <laughs> I fell asleep on the That's toilet, mental. and then. I get up, I get up and someone's knocking on the bathroom and I'm like, I'm in here <laughs> and then I'm in here. And then the, the, these two, there's two people knocking. They're like, Oh shoot. That's Sam. That's that's Sam. <laughs> Funniest story that's ever. But, um, yeah. A lot of passion comes out when you're really passionate about something. You don't really need to prepare well, when something. You've done, and when you've done it, right. I think the biggest yeah. thing, the biggest difference between people who build a brand and people who don't is that you've gone and done it. And so there's no faking, there's no false ego. It's all real shit that you're talking right. about. And so it's clear people can tell naturally. And I found this as well. When I even, even when I post TikToks, when I'm not passionate or I don't really believe in what I'm saying, it's hard Even to if come there's out. value, it doesn't, come out. It doesn't yeah. come out properly, and the views just don't. Do they just plummet? Yeah. But when I say something with energy and passion and belief in my voice, because I know that it's true, right? Ten x in terms That's of it. engagement, ten x in terms of response, ten x in terms of everything, because it's mm. there. It's in your heart and soul, and it's everything you've got. You know. Mm. I agree. I agree. Just like you're saying, it doesn't come out properly. Like you don't feel the same and. Um, you know, it's actually funny that, uh, you know, having students and having a personal brand has motivated me in that way, because I can't teach something if I don't really know what I'm doing. If I'm not actively making money with what I'm teaching and I'm not preaching, I can't, I just doesn't come out. So it's part of the, part of the thing that's really motivating me today. And now you've proven that as well with your students. You've made what over your students have made what over 11 million. Yeah. Over 11 million. Yeah, I mean, so there's no denying. And we can't even we can't even track it. We just literally took like our top students, um, you know, and, and estimated, you know, the others. Um, it just like, dude, it's anywhere between seven to twenty million for sure. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and I'm sure because you seem like a guy. You're obviously a guy who's motivated, who's obviously inspired. You inspire other people. Did you start this stuff initially with your clients and bringing people in to help them because of the boost you got? I remember you talked earlier that you got a massive boost off of people seeing what you were doing with your personal brand and how hard you were grinding. Was that what spurred you to want to do this for other people because of the feedback you'd get and because people would actually be able to say, like, you changed their life? Dude, 100%. I mean, it's such an amazing feeling when you can actually say that, um, you know, for someone or someone comes straight to you uh, where he has a family or, 
you know, he's able to buy a car for his mom, whatever it is. And he's like, dude, like, like I literally had, there's two millionaire students. Both of them said the same thing. One of them, I was, you know, just watching up on stage and he comes over and I come over to him after my like, dude, you crushed it on stage. So happy to see you. Like, yeah, like this yeah. is amazing. Like, you were just at my event, my mastermind, you know, a year ago and you were worth like a thousand bucks. You spent the last like thousand dollars on the mastermind. And now you're like, you're speaking on stage. It's like, dude, like everything was from one swipe up ad. <laughs> and, yeah. Like dude, both, both of them said the same thing. If I didn't see like your ad or I didn't see your Instagram, I didn't DM you. Like I didn't take that initial action. Like I would be nowhere. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about that really brings me warmth inside. That's absolutely crazy. No, I know. Let's touch on e-commerce then. Let's drop some value on people because I think you're obviously, you're well-known. You're one of the most well-known in the space of e-commerce. There's so many people out there that try to talk about drop shipping, drop surfing, I've heard as well, right. <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And, and I'll be honest, I tried a drop shipping store in, back in 2018 when I saw the Scott Hills, a one product drop shipping shop. Nice. I didn't have any clue about it. Um, right. And I think I've almost done it backwards in a way. I learned marketing after, which was the stupidest thing I could have possibly done. But talk to me about if someone's getting started in e-commerce, give me, where do they start? Two things maybe, that w where they would go, where they would start. What's the thing to learn? Is it marketing? Is it the right product? What is it? Right. Uh, I, I break it down to a three-part system. Uh, it comes to product, website, marketing. So really comes to finding the right product, yep. right? creating the right landing page, creating right, the right website. A lot of people today create scammy websites. It's not a way to go. Uh, and then obviously marketing either, you know, Facebook ad, just, just going into one platform and completely going full force with it. Yeah. Uh, but those are my three part system. If you master those three things and you have a business, if you master the back end, which is my secret fourth pillar, right? Email marketing, upsells, taking a customer and getting them back to your site. That's when you really have a strong, strong, long-term business model, yeah. right? If you look at Amazon, you look at all these biggest companies out there, Apple, right? No customer just buys once multiple, multiple times. They tell their friends, that's a whole backend system. That's where real long-term businesses and real, real businesses are created. And it seems like what you've been able to master as well is you don't get an email list without being able to collect emails and what right. people I think fail with massively and what I tell all my clients now and people that I speak to is that they have such high expectations that one ad is just going to kill it for them and bring them 200 grand and if it right. doesn't they give up and so right. I tell them like the 7 to 12 touch points thing where you have to build awareness you got to collect emails that way and then maybe five six times down the line that's where they're gonna they're gonna mm. find you yep. do you attribute that heavily to your success not going to sell early but just simply branding the product yeah, huge. Um, in terms of dropshipping, I don't, I don't really, um, you know, wait if it's not working on the front end, I don't really force it. Right. So, yeah. uh, I'm very into, you know, not forcing something that's not working. Uh, you know, so in terms of, let's say a product you test, right. You, you know, you find a good product, you set it up in your site, you set up the marketing. Yeah. If we don't get few sales after 48 hours, four plus sales, we'll just cut it up. Yeah. because I'm not going to push something that's not working. Right. Yeah, um, so, but sometimes, you know, real brands where you invest thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to create the product, to brand it correctly, to create the website, all the content, things like that. There's no way out. 
So yes, in those situations, you have to be like, okay, we're going to figure it out. Okay. And you know, that's different type of marketing, yeah. um, more away from, uh, drop shipping and e-commerce is straight, you know, strictly branded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody's banked off of this one product shop thing mm-hmm. that Scott Hills have talked about. Everybody thinks that that's just the way to go. I heard you say something about creating a general st- a general shop and then you hone in on the products that are working. Do you just upload loads of different products? How do you, how do you find the products? So it's actually interesting. Um, you know, general stores I've been using back in 2019. And uh, one thing really, I don't know what hit the market, but I, a lot of people today who are buy things on Facebook, they they literally go on Facebook and they're like, okay, great. What are we going to, what are we going to be scammed by today? <laughs> they're like, Absolutely. you know, what are we going to be scammed by today? And the, that's why the one product store came into effect. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I literally took my entire team, like, okay, let's just go crazy with testing. We tested 23 products on general store, not one sticked, not one. Uh, and I'm like, okay, things are changing the market. And that's when we started testing new things. Yeah. Uh, so right now over the last, uh, six months, I've been strictly doing one product and branded stores and uh, niche stores, but you know, mostly niche stores taking one product. And if it sells, we go ahead and add other products as upsells and then test other products we think will do well, uh, you know, because our pixel is so fired up. Yeah. Do you not find a lack of trust when people visit the site and there's literally one product on it? Or do you think because of the privacy policy and everything you have that secures it? That there's, they just go the other so way. So I would, I would say like maybe five percent. Uh, sometimes a bit more. Five percent of people actually go to the home page. Yeah. Um. So ninety-five percent of people actually just stay on on that product page. They even check those other products. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, just set up your pro- your home page uh, to look normal uh, as a brand. And if you brand the product page in the right way, that's what people are going to be interested in. Either they buy or leave, and obviously if a product starts working. Yes, exactly what you're saying. We want to make sure that they feel 100% safe. So we had to go ahead. You know, we start adding other products because it raises our average order value. Average order value is so important. How much you can you spend, right? Uh, how much can you get a customer to spend on your website? You got a customer, right? Now you can literally make free money if you know how to take that customer and offer it the right products. Okay, it's the funniest thing because. Uh, you know, 15% of our revenue comes from one simple app, one click upsell. Yeah. And what one click upsell does is, you know, people can buy on our site and then they get offered other products. Okay. Buy the same product at a discount Buy this product buy you know, priority insured shipping or priority, you know, insured handling, whatever it is. And those things don't even cost much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for us anyways. And uh, it just raises, raises our AOB like crazy and it's free free profit. If it wasn't for those things like email marketing, one click upsell, you know, uh, cross sales, all these different things, like our profit would be five, 10%. And because of these things, it's 20, 25% plus. Yeah. No attention to detail for you seems like one of the biggest keys to your success is, is really taking care of how the website looks, really taking care of how the ads run, really taking care of how you're going to upsell to people. And I think from what I've seen, because I was, when I started, I was 17 with my drop shipping store as well. And I was one of those people that I was in such a rush to try and get the shop up and running that I literally made, I think like 20 bucks total. You know? <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good for, uh, <laughs> for the first one. Not you bad. know, but, but what I realized was like, I didn't take the time to optimize everything in the back end. 
and I don't know whether it's people being lazy, whether it's people feeling like they don't have enough time in life <laughs> when you've right. got so many years to create it. Like, yeah, I, I think it comes down to people not thinking it's going to work. Uh, so they don't want to put time into something that they feel like is useless, yeah. especially with all the negativity going to their head yeah. and it's not going to work and whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, the way I train, you know, our members uh, is, you know, Again, don't really put effort into the back end, yeah. which is the fourth pillar, until the three pillars are down pat and they're working correctly. Yeah. So I go ahead and make sure that you know you have to set up your everything that the customer sees in the front end needs to be perfect. You need to have a very good you know ad. You need to have a good product page. Yeah. You need to have you know good product. Okay, you need to know how to do marketing. The back end, the customer never sees them unless they buy. Yeah. So once we start getting sales, that's when we start implementing the back end stuff. But in terms of your, the product pages today, I see so many, so many terrible product pages where it looks like it was just copied and pasted off AliExpress. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's why most people aren't getting results where they just think that they copy and paste products. Bing, bing, bing. It just doesn't work like that. You got to focus. You got to act like a customer, put yourself in their shoes. You wouldn't buy from that product page. So why would someone else would? Exactly. Exactly. No, that's an incredible insight. And that leads me into the product stuff. I've seen some weird products from the, that you've sold. They look weird, but I'm sure they sell. Right. Do you just find a problem and then identify the problem? Mm -hmm. Do you find what's working and from other people and then double down on that and become the best at that? Where do you pro where do these crazy products come from that that turn into sales? It's a, it's a great question, and you're right. A lot of these products are insane. Um, <laughs> I think I saw something that was like a neck slash head brace. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, it was like a slimy strap that like took away people's double chins and things. Yeah. Uh, but it, it comes down to like two main factors. If it's a problem solver and a major problem solver, and it's not usually found in stores or not really out in the market, we'll we'll give it a go. Yeah. You know, um, you know, but. If, as long as it has a passionate audience and you know that audience has a problem where they're hoping one day they run across an ad where it finally shows them solution yeah. and you create the solution, then you got a product, you got a business. Especially for whatever, I think it was 20 bucks, was it? It's not out of many people's price range. I think yeah. you were making like $18 profit or something on that product. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's an unbelievable way to go about it. I always like to do, you know, the margin rule where I don't really test anything if I can't, you know, actually make the price 4x the cost of goods. Yeah. Uh sometimes 30%. Uh so for example, if I'm getting something for $10, I'll sell it for 39.99. Yeah. Uh if I get something for, you know, $15, I'll sell it for 49.99. Sometimes, you know, it's not worth it. People won't buy it for that price. Uh, you know, you can always start low and then as you start getting sales and pixel data, you know, as you start getting momentum, you can start raising the price and test different pricing out anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's pivot a little bit because I want to touch on this before the, before we close this out here. Success doesn't come without failure. I've seen it 100%. I had three businesses before this that failed. I remember hearing you say you had businesses before this that, um, that didn't succeed. Talk to me about how, if you feel you have, I'm sure you have, the learning experience that you got from that failure and whether you think you'd have been able to get the success you have had without going through the times that you had with, with the other business ventures you were on. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say no, absolutely not. Um, I think execution is the number one thing, uh, whether you fail uh, or you win. Um, you know, a fail for you is a learning experience. A win is a win. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's been happening ever 
you know, I actually didn't start with drop shipping. I started with a YouTube channel. I was just like posting like basketball content. This was like three years ago or more. Uh, and I, you know, I got my first check from YouTube for $4,000 and I was bugging out, you know, it was crazy money. What was that I'm, for? Uh, for my YouTube channel, like, because we were getting millions of views on the, on the channel, posting wow. like bas- reposting basketball content. And I actually got shut down for that. Cause I wasn't even allowed to post basketball content. I didn't even know I was just a little <laughs> kid and I actually had like one of my friends upload for me. I was outsourcing from beginning of times. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you weren't even doing yeah. work. Yeah, even doing we, work. He had it all sorted. It was nuts because we posted one YouTube video and it took us 30 seconds to post it. We just took it from one channel, put it on our channel and it got two and a half million views, three million views. And we make like three and a half grand from that. Oh, uh, right. So it was kind of like crazy to see the first little money come on from online. I'm like, okay, we got something here. And then I moved over to affiliate marketing. That was terrible. Uh, but I spent the entire summer on that, just creating blog posts of things I had no idea about, right? Creating like blog posts about why you should buy this, uh, you know, amazing facial cream that will make you look like you're 40 years old instead of 70, you know? So I had Let's talk no about affiliate marketing. Like. Let's talk about that. I'm so, so glad you mentioned that because <laughs> I went into a venture of affiliate marketing as well failed miserably it was a platform i don't know if you've heard of it called Builderall. it's an it's a competitor of click funnels but someone else led me into it i'd heard about affiliate marketing before right my biggest thing with affiliate marketing from what i found is that you cannot sell anything as an affiliate if you don't believe in the product the only people that i see where affiliate marketing works is people who generally believe genuinely sorry believe in the product such as a wholesale beauty company who has estheticians who use their product and they are, they're affiliates. But I couldn't sell fucking funnels of, through Builderall and get people to sign up for that for forty nine ninety nine for shit because I didn't even know how the platform worked. Right, right, so right, talk to right. me about that and people who think that, I look at it like a pyramid scheme almost. Talk to me yeah. about it. I, you know, affiliate marketing works. Uh, everything works. Every business model works. Uh, so I never ever talk negatively about uh, any uh, business model, but I do believe that it takes, you know, you have to be passionate about you, what, you know, like what, what you're doing. Otherwise you just die out. And that's what happened with me. Cause I, I was selling products that I had no idea about. I hate writing. Um, I hate it. Yeah. So like I was writing these blog posts that were ne- never even getting, uh, range, but I like, you know, doing things that I understand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, e-commerce dropshipping is very easy business model. You could set up your website, you know, find a product, whatever it is, you know, drive traffic to it. And if it converts, it converts, you scale it up real estate, you know, those I do real estate. So tangible things, things I understand, I love doing. Um, but you know, some people enjoy that. Some people writing, love writing, you know, it, it really depends on, on, on what, what your, your groove is all about. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. unbelievable. I can't believe yeah. you talked about affiliate marketing. I was even thinking about that before the podcast. I was like, I want to touch on affiliate marketing. It's, it's screwed me over, but I've learned so much from it because I literally, like, probably similar to you, I spent four months grinding every day just on that to see ze- absolutely zero return. So um, tell me the worst day you've had because, po- like I said, positivity doesn't come without negativity. You must have had some pretty shit days that you look back on now that have been learning experiences. Tell me that. Tell me about that day. Um, You know, I, I try to... I, I don't, I don't ever forget those days. I try to always learn from them and just destroy them. Um, yeah. you know, obviously one of the craziest days was one of my Instagram was gone, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hard dropped. Um, 
So it quickly, you know, for me, from that, I learned, you know, how to handle, like I started learning how to handle situations like that because you never know what will happen in business. Um, You know, so sometimes I wake up where my ads are completely down, where we have, you know, this happened to me before where, you know, our store was doing very well, a few thousand dollars a day. And then all of a sudden, you know, like your card gets declined or a Facebook issue and then boom, like you wake up and there's no sales at all and you're, everything's down. Like those days happen and you know, it's, it's all part of the process. And I'm, you know, I just tell myself that, Hey, if I don't get back up then it won't be, you know, a bright future. And then I, I fix those things and I look back and be like, wow, like, like, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And you said you, if you don't fix those days, there won't be a bright future. One of my favorite things about you since following you, since learning about you and, and, and diving deeper into your content is you talk about having a why. You talk mm. about having a bigger purpose than just the money, a bigger purpose than just because you want to do one thing. Mm. I am so big on having a why. I have all my goals written down. I have everything where I want to be. And before doing that versus after writing that down, how much closer I've come to those goals in such a shorter period of time has been unbelievable. So tell me about your why. Tell me about where you figured out that you needed a bigger why. And tell me also about how you pivoted because I remember you saying you reached a certain number and then you your sales dropped off. Right. Tell me about that. Right. Um, so let's go back a little bit for my first why. My first why was college, right? Yeah. Uh, where I didn't want to go to college and I told my mom like, what what do you what do, when are you gonna allow me not to go to college and she's like when you when we start seeing something you know like you don't you you just like want to do this e-commerce thing and like i don't they're you know they'd never even heard about this right. and they probably still don't know what i'm doing yeah, <laughs> um but uh you know once i hit that why once they're like okay you don't have to go to college i was like oh no like my motivation was like what do i what am i making money for yeah. uh because at the like i need to really pay for anything you know uh, so I started creating more wise, uh, recently, um, you know, like, like I've been traveling a lot, you know, started rewarding myself. So, you know, just the fact that I want to explore the world and, you know, do it with, you know, my future partner, uh, you know, my future family is, you know, definitely a, a big why, uh, you know, literally, uh, you know, whatever everyone's dream uh, to do. Um, but, uh, also like I've been looking into cars recently. I still don't know if I want to make the, make the move because, uh, I've been purchasing real estate as well, yeah. um, you know, and obviously bigger and bigger deals every day. So, yeah. like, you know, buy a car, and I take away from the opportunity of creating an investment. Um, but I was like, okay, what I was missing a why. So I was like, okay, I want to get this car, right? But that really motivated me. I'm like, okay, like, it'll, it'll probably take me a year to get it. Like, I don't really care if I get it in a month or a year. And then what I started doing, I'm like, you know what? Let me start making calls you know, to, to car companies. And I started just picking up a phone call, you know, phone. And I'm like, Hey, uh, this is Sam Jacobs. I'm interested in this and this car. Uh, you know, how much would it cost this, that. And then, um, you know, I would go to my bank account and then be like, am I in the comfortable state? I, you know, by the way, I never would invest in a car if I don't have 10 times the amount of money liquid in my bank. So I'm not going to buy a hundred thousand dollar car unless I have a million bank, you know, liquid and I have, you know, deals and things like that. Um, so, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to start pushing. I got to start pushing, you know, because it's becoming real to me. Yeah. And these guys are constantly calling me and they're like, yo, what's going on with the car? Do you want it? And you know, you know, yeah, a car yeah, salesman, are. they're crazy. Yeah. And they sell you on your why yeah. because 
they're constantly calling you and constantly enticing the deal, constantly trying to get you to buy that car. And you're like, wow, I actually start want, wanting that car. Yeah, packages, sports packages, yeah. all that deals. Exactly. And that comes down to, okay, it's time to make more money, you know, it's time to make more money. And who knows, maybe by the time I have 10 times amount, you know, for that car, I might not even want it. It'll be a different why, yeah, you know, but it's constantly just pushing yourself. Absolutely. It's funny because you, you said you, you figured out the price of the car, then you worked backwards almost to what you needed to get that car. Right. Reverse engineering. Gary Vee talks about it all the time. So many people who've ever been successful have talked about find your ideal goal and work backwards to get that goal. Do you do that with everything? Did you do that with, with e-commerce? Did you do that with every venture you've gone into? Have you, have you created whatever the ideal is and you've worked backwards from there? Everything. And not just money in every aspect of my life. If I want to be, you know, a better person to be around, I got to ask myself, okay, what do I got to do? Maybe it's, you know, start calling my grandma one, you know, once a week, you know, that's me getting, you know, becoming a better person, caring about people that, you know, may not be there one day, um, you know, and uh, different things like that, breaking it down exactly, um, you know, from point a to point z you know i let's say you want to make a million dollars you gotta ask yourself okay what is that going to take you know if you want to make a million dollars you gotta ask yourself where are you going to make that million dollars yeah let's say it's in it's in e-commerce okay now how are you going to make them you know a million dollars in e-commerce well i'm gonna you know make a million dollars from a store and you have to make three million in sales right and then you're like okay how do i make three million sales i gotta start learning who do i learn from I got to learn from this, this, this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what do I do? Uh, you know, after I learn from those people, I got to implement this, 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 right. And you just start breaking it down and it becomes a very, very simple system. Absolutely. It's funny how subconsciously as well, your brain starts to find ways once you've created that. It's almost mm-hmm. like the clouds are there. Like you look in the sky yeah. and the clouds are you there. You need to have a direction. Absolutely. It's just like you, you can't, you can't, you know, go from one end to the next without a map. Absolutely. Right, where are you going? Where, where are you going? You You're gonna veer off. You're gonna veer off. And you gotta stay account accountable. Like I use, I use you know Sam Ovens War Map. If you guys aren't using it, look it up. It's awesome. It's pretty much a calendar, and it you know it has like every day uh, has like a bunch of things that you can fill out. Sam Ovens so, War Map. Yeah, Sam Ovens War Map. Five things a day, and then you can literally put it in the calendar, and then you're, you can share with your entire team. And make sure you cross it off every single time. It's super cool. Yeah. Um, no, you know, you, it's a planner, but um, you know, and it allows you to look at the big picture and then break it down. You know, you could plan your entire week. You know, at the beginning of the week, some, some. I don't really do that. I usually plan the night before. Yeah. Uh, I ask myself, like, what you know, what five to ten things can I do? Uh, you know, to get a little one percent better. Yeah. Okay. And then from there, I ask myself, okay, what can I outsource to my team? Right. Yeah. And then I ask myself. You know, I cross those things off and then ask myself what what things, uh, you know, won't actually make me money or won't really help me 100 steps. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest keys as well that I've found and that so many people struggle with is that another thing when you create your big goals, the important tasks become so much easier to see and you realize how much time is being wasted on things that aren't even going to bring you a return. And I was mm-hmm. doing that so, so much. And so I think that's an incredible point that like, really evaluate and i've started doing this every couple of weeks have the things that i've been doing these past couple of weeks been leading me towards my goals or is it just bullshit long hours to make me feel good right. because i'm working a lot right you right um, for sure 
Yeah, so last thing uh, I want to talk about, it's probably more of a personal thing, but I'm sure there's a lot of other people here that, that have the same dreams and aspirations. I told you before, I have the dreams to be on a big stage speaking in front of millions of people, traveling the world luxuriously and speaking in different parts of the world. Where do you start? Hmm. I would definitely like you have to tap into the mind of those people who run those events, right? What type of people have they brought out in the past, right? Um, again, it's just it's breaking it down exactly every single goal. So, you know, for example, from a person that ran events, you know, I obviously need to sell tickets, right? Or I need to get people in the door. So I usually only bring people with, you know, large social media presence, yeah. um, you know, besides the money, sometimes I mix it up. Uh, you know, if I, I'd love a billionaire to speak out of my event, <laughs> even the GPS zero followers, um, you know, but you have to have a really, really, really good, um, you know, results for that. But obviously tap into, you know, what it has, what, what's going to take, you know, what it's going to take, look at the people that are on that stage. Um, but sometimes, you know, you even, start it yourself. You know, you don't have to, you can prove yourself by doing yourself. I, you know, for me uh, in the beginning, you know, I, I kind of felt like also like, how do I get on stages, things like that. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do my own events, you know, and that's what I did. Um, and then through that, I built my own social presence and, uh, you know, social proof. And then, you know, started getting invited myself. What about you doing know. things for, for free? You yeah, about, you know, yeah, and university and that, speeches and, and high school speeches, and I've heard other people say they do that. That's how they build the repertoire. I've started yeah. doing that as well. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean that's huge. Uh, by the way, exactly what you're doing, podcasts, things like that, has allowed you probably to you know connect with such high you Absolutely, know network. Yeah. But um, yeah, free things are are huge. You can literally um, you know in your neighborhood find 15 people that are interested in learning whatever skill that you're developing on they you can be even a little smarter than them whatever it is and come together make a free event for them and you know teach them what you've been working on mastermind you know things like that like like you guys just make a few calls like you don't have to be a genius in order to do that yeah start small and grow yeah yeah sam i've got to say you're a lot cooler in person than a lot of my other guests have been thank you so so much for coming on where can people find you uh, on Instagram, uh, at Real Sam Jacobs. If you have any personal questions, you can either DM me or email me at samjacobsbusiness at gmail.com. Uh, hit him up, boy. This, this, this guy's what's up. Um, you know, if you want to know how to slide in the DM correctly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, worked and we're here. I'm so glad this podcast turned out amazing. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Well, as am I, Sam. Thanks again. Thanks so much. Everybody else, give me a follow at Billy Garton Jr. on all the social media mediums. Check out this podcast and subscribe. Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. I'm telling you now, we're going to be a top 25 business podcast very, very soon. Stay tuned.